0: Hey! You! Hey! Here's one of my favorite episodes of The New Day. Feel the power. Check out the rest on Spotify.
1: It's a new day. Yes, it is.
2: To the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled "The New Day." Feel the
3: power,
0: baby. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh yeah. i am xavier woods Mm. i used to be biggie
1: langston but now i am just biggie because someone decided i shouldn't be a langston anymore i just showed up to work one day and it
2: was gone (laughs) (laughs) and i'm kofi kingston and on today's episode You've heard us talk a lot about our fourth member. We say the New Day doesn't have three members. The New Day has four members. Go ahead, throw them up if you can see this. If they use this for socials, we got bent fingers. Mm -hmm. The fourth member of the New Day is here, ladies and gentlemen. And his name is Michael
4: Norelli. All right. (laughs) I like that intro. I like that intro.
2: Without- this man, New Day does not exist. Mm-hmm. He always says, no, it's all of us. Without this man, Tell him now. we Tell don't him now. get together. Without this man fighting for us, Every Mm -hmm. single day going to bat for us, Mm -hmm. making sure that our ideas are being heard, making sure that our emotions are being expressed, making sure that we have Mm -hmm. a fighting chance in this industry called professional wrestling. Yes, professional wrestling. That's what it is. We have professional wrestlers, and this man did everything within his power to make sure we had the chance to express ourselves in the way that we wanted. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Michael Notorelli. Yes. Preach it, brother.
4: Thank you for that intro. I honestly think I got to invite you guys to my wedding and give me that intro before I just come out down the aisle. No, 100%. Oh, damn! Know we there. Damn! No damn. Right. My heart That's is right. like boom. Damn! I did some real stuff. I did some real stuff.
1: It doesn't take much to get him hyped up, so he's already running re- no, really through the wall it. now. It
4: does it. It does it. <laughs>
2: E, can you explain a little bit of, of why Michael is so important to us? What, what he was doing at the time?
1: Well, Mike was uh, a writer for WWE. He was uh, fighting the good fight for many a talent. I would say for many a, an underutilized talent. You were often the, the go-to for guys who were trying to reboot themselves or get off the ground. And uh, I think you started working with Woodsy in 2014. And this was uh, maybe even earlier. But anyways, we got together as a collective around 2014, and you were our entry in. You were the man who knocked down those doors, who got uh, us into those uh, creative, at least our ideas into those creative rooms. You're the one who like told us, it's crazy, uh, and this is a longer conversation, but it's crazy how many people, how many talents don't really truly understand the creative process. They don't know what goes on in the meetings. They don't hear the feedback that they could probably benefit from. And you really schooled us. You put your boys on game. You put us up on game. You taught us and you you were there It was so collaborative, and that's why you truly are the fourth member of The New Day, because we don't ever get on TV without you. Not only did you allow us to understand the creative process, but you were in there truly fighting for us. You were in the meetings fighting for us. You were coming back to us. You were talking to us about what we needed to fix, what we needed to tweak, uh, what we needed to do. You were there collaboratively with our promos. You were uh, extremely instrumental, and there is 100% chance I'm phrasing this oddly, but there's a hundred percent chance that New Day never makes TV without you.
4: Well, I I appreciate that. You guys obviously you you I think you carried more of the weight because you had to deliver on all of that stuff, but also you made it fun for me. So it wasn't, you know, as I appreciate all of that, but it was also like selfishly, it was just fun for me to do that stuff and to work with you guys and all that.
0: Man, I it's funny, man, because you know, like the role of a writer in our industry is supposed to be someone who like keeps you informed, someone who is honest with you, you know, someone that gives you the info that you need to be able to succeed and to enhance your career. And more often than not that, like the opposite of that happens, you know what I mean? Like by the time that someone finds out they were doing the quote unquote wrong thing, or they were doing something that was like either getting under someone's skin or they weren't talking a certain way, it's too late. You know, and I was always so appreciative of the fact that you were always like so straight up with us and actually let us know what we were supposed to do. You think about it like I was on the roster, what, f- five years before we, you know what I'm saying? Or How many years? years, whatever it was. I think it was five. Oh, if oh, you said five. I moved past yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was five. No, it was we could circle on. back, back. You're, so you're messing <laughs> up the story. You're messing up the story. Adding
2: to it, adding to it. Uh, now, now I'm off track. I've, I've completely <laughs> sorry, lost interest, sorry. you know? what we're talking <laughs> about. I didn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And when when we say that, you know, there would be no new day without you, like we mean that like 100% because you were essentially the voice of the voiceless, you know, and, and also just letting us know like the actual feedback. And I feel like you believed in us from day one, you know, um, obviously Woods uh, Eve were working with you before uh, we worked together. I'm not even sure, like, how long you were on the writing team while, you know, like, what was our, like, how long were you on before we met? Because I feel like we didn't really even talk until, like, New Day stuff, right? You big league, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. No, so, I, you big league, so, big league <laughs> man. You big
4: <laughs> man. I didn't I know, know who the was. hell you was. Dude, I don't even know if I got a hello when I passed through the hallway. Just, like, a decent, <laughs> how are you today, whatever, no. yeah. I joined, (laughs) I joined joined the team in uh, September of 2013. And then I think they put me on the road for like two weeks or whatever. But in January of 2014, Rumble was in, I think Pittsburgh and my brother was going with his friend. So I was like, Hey, can I, I asked, you know, the higher ups, can I just go work the show on the road to hang with my brother? And I went, and I guess they liked me enough that they kept me on the road. So from that moment on, I was on the road. So probably early 2014 is when I linked up with you. I think I linked up with Woods earlier. It might have been 2013. Yeah. Um, wow. But like, honestly, I will say like, look, it's a tricky process there. It's no fault of anyone's. It's just a tricky process. For me, I just don't have a good poker face. I like will tell you, right? I cannot, like, I just can't BS. I'm just, it, I just don't have the patience for it. So I remember one instance where Big E, right? He was over in NXT with the five thing. I didn't really wa- watch NXT, so I don't really know much about it, but I knew of it. Over with the five thing. And we were trying to come up with new stuff for him. So I work with E on a promo. I think he was doing something with Jerry Lawler near the entrance or something, like an aftermatch or a pre-match promo. And I'm working with E, and the showrunner at the time is like, let him say whatever he wants to say. Let him like be his real person, right? I go up to him. I'm like, work on whatever you want to work on. Like, say whatever you want to say. Just give me the bullet points, right? I leave. I hear on the radio Biggie wants to go over the promo. I'm like, come on, man, figure it out on your own. But again, but again, his credit, like, to, to, I empathize with him. He didn't know what to talk about, right? So I work with him on the promo. Now he finally starts to express a little frustration, and he goes, "I just want to say the five thing." I just want to do the five thing. I'm like, oh man, oh man. <laughs> he's like, I want to do the five thing. No, I, I don't want to have this conversation with him because again, I don't, know, I don't know much about it. I'm just like, oh, I don't think they want you to do it. Let's do this. And he's like, um, he's like no, but I, I was really over in NXT with the five thing. I'm like, you have to do something else. And at that point, I think he was like, he got it, right? Because fi- someone finally told him, it's not a polite, like, it's like, no, don't do it. Like, you need to do something else. But like, I think, I think that's sort of like that trust over time. Woods and I had it sort of right off the bat. I think you two, it took a little bit longer to earn it. And again, I understand it because the crazy process to no no one's fault. It's just a lot going on. And like, I think when you're saying I was pitching it passionately, I pitched just to be honest, I'm always going to pitch passionately, but I pitched one idea for a year and a half very passionately. And that was new Day. So, I feel like that's why I was able to pitch it passionately is because I was like, if I'm going to shoot one bullet, it's always going to be New Day. It's always going to be New Day. Occasionally, you know, like when Bret Hart hosted, yeah, of course, I'm going to pitch stuff on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to give some
1: people, you got to give the people some insight. Bret Hart is your favorite of all time. You can just breeze past that.
4: that's, uh, That's, they say don't meet your heroes, but in Bret's case, I met him and it got better. But I met him before WWE, I met him before I worked there, which was just like, he's the man. He's the man, I can go into the story, but I know Kofi's going to just Whoa. troll me about it the whole time. So oh, my go gosh. <laughs> I mean, we're here to listen to your story, Mike. I'm, come on, sir. Troll. Let it be known. It's your time. Let, let it be known. Kofi, sometimes, sometimes. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Roots <laughs> <laughs> of Fight released the uh, Brett Hitman line, right? Brett Hart line. Co- I get one day in the mail, I get a t-shirt, Hitman on it. From roots of fight, Kofi just a gift for no, for nothing. It's a nice, thoughtful gift. Sometimes Kofi can be very nice. Other times, you know, other times Kofi can you know he knows how to get under your skin. This man <laughs> loves Bret Hart, and he will not buy any of the apparel simply to spite me. That's it. Just to spite <laughs> me. You fight? No, I can't Bret, do no. it. Brett's, you know, Brett's my guy. Everyone has a guy. Brett's Brett's my guy.
0: Yeah, I'd never hear the end of it, you know, because, you know, you're a Bret Hart guy. I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. We've had a lot of these uh, debates, you know, on who's better, you know, or whatever, who we like better. Uh, I feel like if and, and I love Bret, too, like I met him a few times. As you recently, should,
4: as you should. You know, and, and
0: you know, Matt <laughs> and TJ, Harry, like the whole family. I, I love I love a whole I love a heart, you know, but I can't I can't put on a shirt because as soon as you see it, all I'll get is picture messages of me in the shirt, you know, and just... I'll, this just, is coming I'm from just, the
4: guy. I this can't This is do coming it. from the guy that has a photo. My contact photo in his, in his phone is me in a Red Sox shirt. This hey, is coming from a, the guy. This, picture. Is com- <laughs> this is coming from the guy that photoshops. He takes the time out of his busy schedule to <laughs> photoshop my face. Over various Red Sox and Tom Brady and all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a
0: good look. It just, you know, I, I feel like you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I guess I'm not, not going to agree with you. <laughs> I'm not going to agree with you. I got,
4: my, I got my playbook mug of uh, Aaron Boone's home run against the Red Sox. That's I'm just never going wow. to
0: agree with you there. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because before we got to tape and you were taking like a, a ridiculous amount of sips from this cup, you know, and you can't – I don't think there's anything in the cup personally, but I think that you were trying to spite me with your – you know what I'm saying? I can't see anything in that cup. Like I said, I don't see anything in the cup. I don't, you come here, no. and you're wearing your Yankees hat. You know, you're trying to spite me. Look, I got love for the Yankees, man. They took a great, really? they took great care of me when it. we were at WrestleMania. I went to a Yankees game, Yankees versus the Red Sox. Great, you know, great, uh, great, great corporation. You know, great team. You know, my son, they took care of him. What took him to his first uh baseball game?
4: the minor league in
0: Tampa. You know, very classy. So I don't know why you always try to spite me. When you're when you're wearing these uh these things and you come onto the podcast and you're you know you're doing your thing. You're trying to get under my skin. You know someone's gotta do
4: it, co Someone's gotta do it. All those barcades for two years I spent dealing with you in parcades. Two years. Someone's gotta do it. Tanya, I remember early on in the early on, like when when my fiance first met you, she was like do you like that guy? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> was like, yeah what do you mean? I love, I love Kofi. She's like, guys are always yelling at each other. I'm like, no, that's just Kofi,
2: that's Kofi. <laughs> we're talking about how like we've known you for so long and everything just kind of meshed well instantly, but that's because like, we're all the same. We're all very different, but we're all the same person. Like low yeah. key, right? So it's just yeah. constantly like us screaming either together at someone about something or us screaming at each other and then the other two just kind of sitting back and watching and throwing fuel in the fire <laughs> yeah, yeah. as the argument goes on.
4: It's usually, it's usually actually me, you, and Kofi, two on one in some variation, and he just <laughs> sitting there going, this is me. This over yet. Yeah. this is over yet."
2: I'm not an arguer, it's not my thing. <laughs> but uh, so so obviously we spoke about how, how you were a writer and your history and uh, you've, you've you've done a few things throughout your life, one, that was quite sneaky, was sneaking in Kofi and E as a team, uh, oh, getting a pr- yeah, little yeah, promo yeah. in there. Getting that, it snuck yeah. in. Can you talk a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, I feel like that actually was the real sort of like, we did so much work. You guys did so much work in pre-tapes with me, right? We did a, a lot of work together, showing the writers, showing the writers. I, if I could pinpoint one instance where New Day really like planted the seed, it would be that. Um, because now it was on TV and you kind of can't go back from that. And that was basically, I think it was, I think it was Rusev was just plowing through people, right. Plowing through people, plowing through people. We were already on pre-tapes, the three of us, the four of us, but the three of you guys, um, trying to get New Day off the ground. Right. And met with some resistance and, but we really wanted to get it, get it on TV. Right. So Rusev, I think the week before. Beat Biggie in a match, like squashed him in a match. And Kobe, I mean, I mean, it was, uh, come on, man. I don't
1: want to squash. You look great. Yes. Honestly, it's one
4: thank of you. my favorite matches ever. You look great. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's ease back really? a little bit, man. No, you know how to tell a story. No, but <laughs> <laughs> Kofi had that week on Raw or SmackDown, whatever it was, Kofi had a 30 second insert just to be. No, a lot of the times, like, Sometimes people care about inserts. Most of the time, it's like, whatever, right? It's just an insert on an entrance.
2: An insert is when uh, it's like a picture in picture where someone's cutting a promo and they're not actually like on the microphone in the ring or backstage. It's the little one in
4: the corner. So Kofi had that. And I think I volunteered to like take, you know, I'll work with Kofi on this thing, right? Kofi's still in the phase where he doesn't quite trust me and we're telling him all <laughs> these plans about New Day and he's just like, all right, buddy. All right, right? <laughs> 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 In his promo, like four sentences, I snuck in a line, some version of like some, again, I don't remember the specifics, but it was some version of, you You know, you took down all of my friends. You took down my friend, Big E last week. Now I'm going to put an end to that. Some version of that, right? And and I told Kofi why I wanted to put that in there. Because if I can establish you and Big E as friends, now I can pitch on something that already exists in the next week's meeting. Kofi, let, Kofi left it in there. He said it. The insert went on TV the next week in the production meeting. We're talking about different segments. I raised my hand. I go, why don't we actually, um, why don't we team Kofi and E in this match against whomever, you know, don't forget last week on raw, Kofi did say him and Biggie are friends and he was going to try to avenge the loss for Big E. Now that week on raw Kofi and E are on a, ta- are in a tag team and that happened for several weeks. And I remember E telling me recently, like, that's what started you guys being booked on live events, right? You two were already established. Now we just needed to get Woods into it. And I think the first time we got Woods into it, and that's, this is also a time I'll never forget is that promo. But I remember the look on Woods' face. You know, I grew up a huge wrestling fan. Obviously you grew up a wrestling fan. You dream one day I'm going to be a wrestler, right? One day I'm going to be a wrestler. The look on Woods' face when I handed him that microphone to cut that promo. And Woods, I forget what you said, but I remember you saying, like, this is your moment. Like, this is the moment you've been working for. And, and we've all been working for and It was on your shoulders. And you took that mic. By the way, you cut one hell of a promo. But, like, that was then, okay, we got Kofi and E on screen. And we've been working this idea, working this idea. Now it's already halfway there. All you got to do is put put Woods in the center of it, get him to cut a promo. And then it, and then from there, I think you guys were booked on live events, et cetera course we still you know went through ups and downs from there but that was the moment of like now we're on now you guys are on tv
2: and i think the thing that really helped us the most with that obviously obviously having you but the things that you were explaining to us uh, and just the ways that everything worked because to us it was like okay cool like we have an idea for a group we're not really sure what it's going to be or what we want it to be we're molding it and figuring it out and we were just thinking like, okay, we have to figure out how this works as a group. And then when you were able to break it down, like, okay, well, we're not getting through with that message. What if we get these Lego pieces together first and then add this Lego piece and then add this one. And then before anybody re- even realizes it, you're already a group. So we're good at that point. And it's like, right. that's a completely different way to attack, to try to get what we want. And it, it ended up working. And again, like he said, like hundred percent chance that new day doesn't happen unless you come to us and explain that like very logistical plan of attack to us.
4: But you guys were also willing to accept that. And without naming names, there were other talent that I would get this, I would get whatever version of an idea they want on. I would be this close to getting it on TV. There's a specific I have in my head. I'm not going to name names, but this close to getting their, their, getting them on TV. And then you could backfill like you're saying later, And they can only see the one version they had in their head and it never got on TV because they weren't moldable the way that you guys were. So I think, you know, we got on the field and I helped you guys get on the field, but you guys were able to hit curveballs and curveballs and curveballs and curveballs. And that's really the reason for your success.
1: I think it also, too, like for us, it came from like a place of desperation, at least for me. Like I felt we've talked about this many times. I felt like if this doesn't go well then I'm gone or I'm sent back on, da- sent back down to NXT or like, you, it just feels like this is, this is it. This is the last big pitch. So it felt like, all right, I have to be, all my chips have to be in on this. I have to give you my trust. I have to like, listen to Cause you knew so much more than I did at the time, especially about how things work or the best way to put this thing together. Um, and I think instantly it all just felt right with, when I first, when Woods first came to me and then we worked with you and then with Kofi, it felt like, okay, these are the the four men that should be working on this together. And uh, it just felt like all the pieces were where they needed to be. And uh, like, I didn't know what incarnation uh, or how long the group would last. Like getting six months of a faction would have been great. Like if you told me, hey, you'll be on TV for six months, I would have been like. I'm sold. And the the fact that we're six years in and still going.
4: Amazing. It's a testament to your, your, your guys' talent. And and all I can say is just after all those trials and tribulations, like, thank God I was able to leave where you guys were the tag team champions. And that was my last weekend there, my last week there, because had I left anything on the table, I would always regret, Oh man, what if I stayed or what if, but I was able to bring you to a certain part of the field and leave and sort of leave on in, in good faith that, oh, they can, they'll take the ball 90, 90 yards, you know, and go down the rest of the field. It
1: was uh, obviously like, because we we really developed a, a real friendship uh, and it was hard to see you walk away uh, but I remember like we talked about this, this is one of the things that we discussed and there was like some talk about hey you know why don't you stay around for a bit and stick it out and stay with us uh, but then I remember something I don't know why it came to mind but some absurd reference about a baby bird it's how absurd? You,
4: how you were the You're mama go bird? On my gravestone. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my
3: gravestone day. Dude,
1: that's,
4: dude, you know how Michael Jordan had that song like before a game that like this song that would always play and get everyone hyped. Yeah. Before I have a pitch for a movie or a TV, I just think about that baby bird problem. I'm like, wow, man, well, I gotta make him proud. It's no, there's no bird back here. Basically, you want to tell you want to tell the gist of it. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, my memory is horrible, but let me know if I miss anything.
4: <laughs> I don't know the specifics, but I do know that. Obviously, you know, Woods had every right, as you guys are saying, the four of us, perfect unit, we served our roles perfectly, and it was just like a well-moving train. You guys became tag team champions. This is it. This is all we worked for, for a year and a half, right? Woods, of course, as he should be, was a little worried, like, oh, no, like, now that you're gone, like, why are you leaving us now, right? It's a little bit like, why would you go now? And E. On the And I was, you know, feeling regret. I'm a guilty Italian guy, man. I'm always going to feel i not going to feel regret. But I had other dreams in, in my in, in end, you know, writing for TV and stuff. And Woods, it was as we all should, because we we're all friends. Woods was expressing some of his worry about me leaving and his anxiety. And Big E, man, cut one of the best promos ever, right outside of male talent, by the way. So <laughs> people are going in and out, in and out, in and out. Woods is jokingly, but also kind of seriously, like I'm, I'm worried you're gonna go and what's gonna happen. And Big E pulls from the depths of his soul and cuts <laughs> this promo about me being Mama Bird, chewing the food for you guys and spitting it into your mouth. and how now you guys are gonna chew on your own and digest your own food. And 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 by God, Mama Bird's gonna let baby birds fly on their own and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there, like, people are bumping into me. The <laughs> Usos are like, what are you doing? standing in the doorway. And I'm sitting here going, Oh my God, like I can't let them down now. Mama Bird and baby, they gotta fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> they I'm the promo of my lifetime right now. Like, and, and I I just I just remember it was like it's the quintessential E, right? It's like the reason that everybody loves E is that like it was both funny about a mama bird vomiting down a baby bird's throat like once but then also really serious and encouraging where i was like oh my god do i have a tear in my eye right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well i also know that you helped us realize our dream and i knew like at that it was the right time for you to leave like and it, like you said it was the perfect time for us like perfect. we had we had enough trust built we had enough practice with like the system and we were we were established enough where it was like the perfect time for you to to go. And we were going to be fine on our own. And like, and obviously you've been successful and I was probably going to get into this later, but we might as well now. But obviously now you're working on The Resident. Uh, You've been, you're a writer in Hollywood and you're working. So you didn't just leave because a lot of people leave or will complain and say, I don't know, but they leave and there's no plan. But the beautiful thing was like, we were able to still continue to take off and you left to like live out your dream and work on a show that's on Fox. And it's been beautiful.
4: And now you guys are on Fox, so hopefully there'll be a crossover pretty soon. But look, two things I'll say is without that baby bird promo, i might be who knows? And number two, I would say like, you know, it's the the respect and the admiration is, is reciprocated because you just get burned out, right? And the strong survive. And a lot of people don't get to leave on their terms, but I was able to leave on my terms. And again, with a, something that I'm so proud of contributing and having just a small part of contributing to the wrestling industry at its pent, like you guys won the tag team championships. And the next day I was gone. Like you guys also did that for me. Like I was able to walk away with no regret, like like proud of all the stuff that I've done for two years. And, and uh, it was, you know, it was, it was mutual. It was perfect. But without, the, without that baby bird promo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. You're completely right.
2: Cause like you were saying, so like, I'm I, like, when you started talking about it, I started like feeling that weird anxiety again. Cause
4: I- <laughs> you're, like, good, you're good, I promise. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come back.
2: Uh, no, so Kofi and E had been able to swim on their own before and I hadn't known any type. Like I could, I could barely get like a on TV. I could barely get like a promo. I could barely get like on the, I, I was able to get on with the app and stuff, but I, I couldn't seem to get any further than that until we started hanging out. And so like we've said before, like, we were close before we even got close with Kofi and E. So as it came from a place of like scared, like, okay, what's going to happen to us now? It hurt. Like that didn't hurt, but I was more like, I was sad. Like my friend wasn't going to be there anymore. Cause like legit at TV, we would just hang out the whole day. And so it just was like, four, it was a,
4: just the four of us. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah we talk about wrestling. Up, I straight ready. up
4: missed a production meeting once. Cause we were hanging out in some <laughs> shadow of a hallway and I missed a production meeting. And I remember the showrunner was like, dude, where were you? And I was like, hanging out with new day, man. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, <screwed up. laughs> that, I think those few weeks did not help you guys when I was pitching stuff. No. I was, with all that-
2: it's <laughs> necessary though. Cause I, I think, yeah. Uh, so, it's so like I was saying, it's, it's just that, that comfortableness and that familiarity, like, okay, this is, this human is a part of my life that I will see regularly. I'll see him like every Monday or Tuesday, whenever we're filming, like, this is my guy for like eight hours a day. I know I've got like Mike there. And it's like, so happy that you get to go and like fulfill these dreams. But in that moment, I was like, I was feeling the breakup. I was feeling the breakup. No, of
4: course, of and, course. <laughs> that but that, that
2: e-promo, it, it, it made me look inside myself and go, you're being selfish right now. So suck it up, <laughs> suck it up. Give your friend a hug and wish him well.
4: And you did give me a hug. And by the way, I remember after Biggie's two minute promo, you were like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> and then you just
2: me. <laughs> but it, it wasn't just uh, hanging out at, at the building and you know talking wrestling. You, like we said, were the fourth member and there was a time where there was a dress code in the company and so in order to try to not have to wear three-piece suits all the time when we travel we asked hey we're a team so instead of like wearing a suit can we wear a team uniform and so we had <laughs> little uh lo- stitch on new day logos that we put on these adidas tracksuits, and so we ended up getting them and you as our fourth member we had to get you a tracksuit as well
4: <laughs> and that was a moment like it, it felt like a moment i remember you guys like yo After the production meeting, we got something feels. What the hell? What is this? Like some shady thing. Come to a a corner of the hallway. Is everyone gone? All right. Here you go. Like, What is it? And it's a tracksuit. It felt like it felt like the film, the scene from Pulp Fiction with a suitcase and it's just all gold. coming Oh, my God. Still have that tracksuit, by the way. Because it was again, it was a moment of like it was you guys fulfilling your end of going. This isn't us and you. This is us. The four of us. And that real you know, even though it's a tracksuit, it felt like something so much more, which was really cool. It was a really cool moment. It was it was from us, it was to
2: more to symbolize obviously you you know this because you lived it, but in any form of entertainment, I think where there's a relationship of like the talent and the writer, there's always gonna be people who are saying, like, oh, well, the talent's only hanging out with that writer, so they can like mm-hmm. do more stuff on the show. And like this is not a genuine relationship between the writer, the t- like whatever. And so like it was always on us to make sure that you understood you're our friend, whether you were to help us or not with this, whether we were right. to attain the success we did or not. Like we want to make sure you understood that you are our our actual human person friend.
4: Right. And that changed. I mean, I just think that changed the dynamic because there was always an understanding and a respect of like, I'm not going to put him in the fire. Like we'll take it on. We'll take it on our own too. And it was, I think, again, the barcades, I think, honed our friendship that it was always, that was the core. That was the core. Even if Kofi was you know, harassing me every single week <laughs> in the bar game.
0: Sir, sir, good, a good old, good old fashioned competition. Never hurt anybody. You know, it was all in good fun.
4: You Although know? you still never, you still never stepped up to the plate in GoldenEye. We've always played your uh, games. We've yeah. always played your games. Didn't you we play GoldenEye? Didn't we play at your, at your apartment? You would remember. You would, if we did, you would remember. <laughs> I wouldn't cause I would just blow by you like I do everybody. You would wow.
1: remember. Mike is known as a Goldeneye savant, a Goldeneye master. Yeah,
0: but I feel like there was one time, like before, maybe it was like an early flight or something like that, or a red eye. We stopped by your apartment and we were playing. You don't, you have Goldeneye at your house, right? Um, I'm, I'm like 99 positive that we played, and I remember being like, oh, because you know we used to play a freshman year in college, and I'm like. Shooting games are probably like the worst. Like, I suck. I'm, I'm so excuses. bad. Get to I'm, it. I'm just saying, I'm just I saying, won. I'm just saying. Come I'm not on, good. I'm not good. On. But I thought, I'm like, I can still beat this guy, you know? <laughs> I, can, I can still beat him, you know? <laughs> and I feel like I got waxed, you know? But that was probably the only time that you waxed me. Usually, it's the other way around. It's a one way. It's a, it's a Mr. Miyagi. More, you know, wax on, wax on. The wax is never off, you know? When it comes to me and you playing video games. All I heard from game. that story. You know? All I heard from that you story know what is saying? that I,
4: I won and gold Usually. You know? All I heard from that story my favorite, real quick, real quick, my favorite moment is um, Wrestlemania. I think it was 31. Woods and I went to a barcade with a few people. Huge barcade. I don't remember which one. Uh, I, think
2: a, I think it was think an up-down. So, yeah. So, oh, if, yeah, for, those, for those of you who don't know, so, barcade is like an actual, it's an arcade bar. That's their actual branding. It's called barcade. So, any other bars that are arcades, we have to call them arcade bars. And so, just places where people serve drinks, maybe have some food, but there's a ton of like, stand-up arcade machines.
4: And I go in... And part of my Goldeneye gimmick is like, I, I just think it's funny how Woods reacts to it because he he gets a kick out of me being such like a trash talker in Goldeneye, right? Walk into this bar right away. I step in. Woods is in my face already. These three guys, these three guys are talking so much smack in Goldeneye right now. So much. I'm like, I don't even know if there's really goldeneye here. I don't know if Woods is doing a bit. Lo and behold, there is Goldeneye there. There are three dudes talking smack. Woods is like, Mike, gotta take him out. And at this point, I don't think Woods ever saw me play GoldenEye, but he's always heard me talk about GoldenEye. Woods is like, you gotta take him out. I'm like, ah, I don't know. One of the dudes turns to me, I'll wreck you in GoldenEye. All right, let's get the controller, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We played a 20, the final score is 20, zero, zero, one. And that one was the person killed the other person. They did not kill me. And straight up in a barcade of probably 200 people, Woods is parading up and down. can take him and go tonight. Nobody can take him and go tonight. Probably <laughs> I mean, my favorite gaming moment ever. Like my favorite gaming moment ever. And where was Kofi? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere mm. to be seen. Didn't even invite. come. I mean, didn't uh, even come. Can I get you got invite? the invite. Can I you get an invite? the invite? I mean, come on, man. You always got the
0: invite.
4: <laughs> Often so the time I got to say, like those are the experiences that I really miss the most of uh, WWE is, is just like barcade in a different town, barcade in a different town, Woods and I landing. Hey, you want to go to this barcade? Sure. All right, cool. That was the the coolest. I think the thing I miss the most about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, for some reason, uh, when you were telling like, cause I, I was just saying, man, it's been nice, I guess with this new schedule of being home more, but I kind of, I miss the road. Like so many of these stories are forged and oh, we were in this town, we, you know what I mean? Like so much of that is is forged there. Uh, yeah, man, I just think of those road stories and the times that we were able to spend together uh, and just like, we just like walked around. I think the sun was setting, it was very romantic actually. It was,
4: hey. it was quite romantic, <laughs> <laughs> blushing a little bit.
3: Yeah,
1: but we just got to yeah. talk about life and whatnot and uh, I definitely miss those times for sure.
4: Yeah, I mean, those are the, I think those are the times that um, we bond the most. Like, I, like with all three of you guys, I can remember the three moments where we truly connected. Woods is the moment I described earlier, um, right off the bat, probably 2013, where our relationship was born just in that moment of like, wow, this guy is actually pitching for me. Let's talk. And Woods had awesome ideas, which sometimes can be a little unusual in that environment. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Kofi's was when you guys first won the tag titles, right? Uh, It took 2015 for Kofi to actually, you know, care about me, but you guys first (laughs) won won the titles. And I remember you guys won the titles. I was in Gorilla. I was so happy. Again, my last weekend there, I think it was Extreme Rules. You guys come back from, you know, into Gorilla. And I think before Kofi spoke to anybody, anybody came up to me, and like hugged me and looked into my soul. Like he looked into my soul. (laughs) That was just like, hey man, thank you. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) It was like, and then I think we went to go take the photo and you guys were gonna get the photo with the three you. and Woods was like, hell no, let's get the photo with all of us. And that was really cool. But, But the reason I bring this up is E, my moment with you was LA to Phoenix.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
4: Phoenix to L.A.
1: Uh, I, forget, I think we had TV in Phoenix, and we were all, I think I was, I think we had some time off, but we were both going back to L.A., and I might have stayed with you. I can't remember exactly, because I've stayed with you many a time, but we decided just to drive, it's like, was it, six hours from Phoenix to L.A.?
4: Five and a half, something like that, yeah. Okay,
1: so we just get in the car, uh, we drive pretty much, the only thing I really remember about this drive is that we stopped at a fast food spot, it's very quiet. It's like pitch black. Yeah, but as soon as we turn the corner, uh, I think there was was there someone exiting the fast food spot. <laughs> yes, but give a little
4: context. Are right, you telling? As them. we're walking into the restaurant in this desolate, pitch black area, we're walking in to get chicken nuggets or whatever, and we just hear Aah! in the field or something. I was <laughs> 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 like, someone like getting their throat slit right now. Like, what is this? We turn the corner. I think we were in the fast food restaurant. No one's at the counter. We go to leave, and as we're leaving, we bump into somebody coming into the restaurant. And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> and he, you know, you would think if it was Woods, Woods would have went, "Oh my god!" You know, and make me feel a little more like an adult. He was just <laughs> like, he was like, "You good?" <laughs> it. Not, scared, not scared at
1: all it was so cartoonish and so ridiculous first of all the person like dying in this desert was probably i think it was just like a dog or maybe like <laughs> it was just a dog barking it really wasn't that bad uh it just i don't know why like, i guess you had to be there but Mike just comically almost jumping out of his body. You almost see his soul leave his body as he's frightened by someone just merely turning the corner of this restaurant. Uh, that's, all, that's all I remember from that. And for some reason, it's it's just stuck in my head, that story.
4: That was the moment. I think I felt like, you know what? Eve protected me in that moment. He's, you know, he's my guy now. He's my guy. There was no threat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He protected me from (laughs) what? I don't know, man. I felt like I
4: woke up from a nightmare and just jumped into his arms. And I was like, I felt safe. I just felt safe and warm. (laughs) I think we texted Woods about it. Woods was laughing. Kofi still didn't care about me at that point. So never <laughs> Come on, <about> man!
0: <laughs> Come on, man! Not like this! Not like this! This will not stand, Mike.
1: Nah, nah.
2: <laughs> Mike, you have a history of things happening at fast food places because we went to McDonald's one time.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> that was that's on you, man. I don't know. We we get off the we get off the plane. We meet up. Probably go to a barcade. We're gonna eat you know, a little fast food after that point, kind of eating a lot of fast food because I'm on the road. And I convinced myself like, all right, fine. It won't be a big deal. Work through my Italian guilt. I'm like, I'll get some chicken nuggets and fries. We wait on this long line, pouring rain, waiting on the line. Maybe I won't get the chicken nuggets. Oh, I'm in the mood for a cheeseburger. Woods is like, he knows what he's getting. We get up right, right before the drive through window, right before we're there. I'm ready for that cheeseburger. Woods looks at me. In the same kind of moment that I had with E, but now it's Woods, right? Woods looks at me and he goes, we got to leave. And I go, what? <laughs> we got to go. We got to go. We got to get out of here. I'm like, what, what happens? I don't know. I have a really, really, really bad feeling. We got to go. Speeds away. <laughs> he doesn't do it. Speeds away. So to this moment, to this day, I'm like, Woods, what was it? And you're just like, I just had a bad feeling. And by the way, <laughs> similar to the baby bird promo, that might have changed the course of our destiny. Like maybe we would be exactly. on the side of the road right now. Who knows? You know what? I'm still alive and breathing, so I'm thankful for that moment.
2: <laughs> Wait, there was, there was never any explanation of what it was? No, I, I remember, so we got, we actually got up to the drive-through window and I rolled the window down and it was like, it was like torrential rain. Like it, like the skies had opened up and the ocean was coming down on us. But <laughs> for, whatever, for whatever reason, I just had the worst feeling in my gut about whatever the next 15 seconds had to offer and I needed to get us out of there. And I don't know if anything- Never, bad never ever.
4: happened again. No. never happened again it's not like woods has a history of like having these malls mo- is just that's why I believed it by the way it's the only time you've ever done it so I'm like something had Whoa. me up
2: because my thought food? is no no we didn't we didn't order oh, I, I went to order, order and then something bad happened I don't know what and I had to leave because oh, my thought is like there's hella places to eat if I have a random bad intuition I'll just eat somewhere else don't no I don't need that but yeah never happened again and I saved us.
0: <laughs> uh, saved, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: saved us. You know, honestly, I'm I'm just kind of basking in this because I literally haven't like, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time. Like before the podcast actually started, and Mike came up on the screen. Like I just, I, I, I got kind of giddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, giddy. i just giddy too. You know what I'm saying? It's real, just real giddy. And I, I feel like, um, you know, I was talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about how, um, before in other podcasts we we're talking about how, like, fate. You know, and I I feel like I say this on like maybe every five podcasts and like things kind of happening for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel incredibly fortunate, number one, that I've been aligned with Woods and E because um, you know, I, I've beyond the business, we have become like brothers. And it's the same thing with Mike, you know? Like, what if Mike wasn't Woods's writer? You know what I'm saying? Like, and we never had any of this. Like I feel like beyond all the stuff you've done for us for our career, like I've gained an actual brother, you know what I mean? Like we'll be texting back and forth all the time, and you know, since we haven't been able to go to any barcades or whatever as of late, we actually started playing chess on the chess app. You know, just going back and forth with it. Well, I mean, not really back and forth. I'm, uh, you know, going back to that he waxing he, You know, I'm. He, he in, waxing. You know, in all fairness, you're just learning how to play. You know I'm what I'm saying? Learning. So, but just to have that, like, that interaction, man. I, I truly feel like you are my brother. You know what I'm saying? So, like. I'm just sitting here. I'm just like looking at you, just like God, oh, just yeah, look, just at this guy. You know in. what I'm saying? Just drinking him in, you know. I just, I, I just appreciate, you, man. I, I, I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate the uh just the fact that our paths crossed, you know, because you are a legit one of my best friends in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just really fortunate for that. So.
4: I think uh that Italian guilt is coming up now. All those jokes about you not caring about me, man. Dan, you care about me.
0: You care about me, so he doesn't he's even know. It. I love him. I love him. 60, he doesn't even damn, know.
4: Like, damn. Damn. <laughs> go in the house and just cry. Like he likes it. He really likes
2: it. <laughs> this is how our interactions show the day at TV would go. Yeah. 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 Except we'd be in dark corners getting made fun yeah. of for it.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, like when you yeah. when, when, when you go to work, there are certain people who you like look forward to seeing. You know, like I know when I go to TV, there's like a, a list of people that I'm going to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, aside from you guys. Tyson Kidd, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna get a story. I'm gonna get a laugh, you know. Heath Slater, I'm gonna find him. You know what I'm saying? The major brothers, I'm gonna find him. Mike, I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, just like you are, just an essential piece of not only what our careers, you know, not only of our careers, but like for me of my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, awesome. Yeah, it's
4: beautiful. I, you know, I, I, and I feel the same way about all three of you guys. And I think what's nice is that every, even if time does pass, and obviously I haven't seen you guys in a while because traveling has stopped, but when we see each other, it's just like right away, the jokes are still there, the trolling is still there, the laughs are still there. And that's all, I mean, that's, I think that those friendships, especially in the environment of WWE, where you're traveling so much, are forged the most under that kind of fire.
1: And I think for me, one of the things that's, even just seeing the backdrop of where you're at is that's your guest house. By the way, very, uh, very bougie of you to have Ooh, a guest house. I like it. Scary. You do well in life, oh, a guest yeah, house in LA.
4: It's Enjoy only for house, you. I
1: appreciate <laughs> that. But the guest house is usually when I'm in L.A., I'll stay there. And just a few feet away is the uh, infamous spot. Put my man Rashad in a big chicken wing uh, for uh. Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I'd like to I got to backpedal a little bit. You and Rashad is feels legitimately like a brother. Like we grew up together. We met each other at 18. But since then, uh, we've been as thieves, and he's been on the podcast. we got to get him back. But uh, you and Rashad connected because I remember at your old apartment, I was playing uh, UFC two, uh, and I don't have a headset or my brother's playing at your place. And I just I always just call Rashad, put him on speakerphone. I remember you left to do something, then you came back in. And then just instantly, y'all had never talked, didn't really know each other at all. Just instantly, the two of you just started ragging on me, something bigger, <laughs> something nasty for about a good it felt like a good half hour. And then you guys just suddenly became friends and you would talk, whatnot. And uh, one of the things that like we talk about brotherhood and feel, but like Rashad and I went to your house for Thanksgiving. We we're there for, I think, almost a week and uh, just seeing the two of you tussle. So Rashad got to be about six, three, three hundred fifty pounds of just man, just man. <laughs> and just seeing the two of you, Mike, uh, no offense, but you're not. You're not the largest man.
0: Yeah, no. build. you got that natty build. You got that yeah, natty nat- build. Natty nat- build. That, that, nat- 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 build. <laughs> he's got that natty build. Got <laughs> <natural> nat- build. <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: Natural. He's, he's fit. You know what? I always think about this. I always just to take a quick sidetrack. I think about like in LA for a guy that never works out and eats a lot of cookies and donuts. All right. You know, I take a shirt off. Not good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a little muscle there. So you know, I say I say when we're working at WWE, you know, I got a natural build, and now I realize it. And I go. Man, I said that to three dudes that are huge. One of, like, Big E, how, e, how much do you squat? Like
1: uh, 750 is my best, you know. I
4: said I have a natural build to a dude that squats 750. <laughs> and I don't even know if I could squat in three digits, and he squats 750. <laughs> now I realize, all right, probably the wrong crowd. <laughs> the wrong well, crowd. You
1: know, it's a little different.
4: But... I pack a punch because, as you're about to say,
1: you're very you're very feisty.
4: Shad is 200 pounds more than me. Right, 200 pounds more than me.
2: Michael, can you give a physical description of yourself, please, for our audio listeners?
4: Small but mighty. Ooh, <laughs> small but mighty. I'll accept that. Yes. You know, Shad Shot, Shad's ragging on me for being small but mighty. He's he's challenging the mighty part. Okay, no problem. You know, I start you know screwing around with them, screwing around with them. You know, poking him, running away like a monkey, poking him, <laughs> running away. Shad's like, you better stop, man. You better stop. Keep going in, poking him, poking him. I'm going to get up. You better stop. He's just like texting on his phone. Shad finally gets up. Now, Shad is a wall. He is a just <laughs> yes. a brick house. He's <laughs> huge. He gets up. He's walking towards me. And I think he thinks I'm going to back off. But I'm still going because he's starting to like look from his text, start to smile. I'm smacking him, smacking him, smacking, him, running away. Somehow we get on the ground. I slap I slap on the chicken wing, right? <laughs> Quick side note, 1994, Bob Backlund put Bret Hart in the chicken wing. Owen Hart got, you know, Stu Hart to throw in the towel. Bret lost unfairly. I bawled. I once told Bob Backlund that story. I was like, you know what? You made me cry when you unfairly beat Bret Hart with a chicken wing. Bob Backlund straight up went, okay. And he just went back to eat it. Did not care. <laughs> Anyway, I'm putting Shad, 200 pounds of, you know, more than me, in a chicken wing. He can't get out. He can, te- <laughs> he can testify. Uh, he cannot get out. I holding him. He's trying to – he cannot get out. After like 10 minutes of not being able to get out, and we have photogra- photographic evidence, Shad just straight up lays on me and flattens me <laughs> to the point where I just couldn't breathe, and I had to be like, dude, you're going to kill me. <laughs> But that's, I mean, look, that's the moment, as you're saying, of like brothers being brothers. And I remember we went to my fiance's house for Thanksgiving and had a family meal and all that. And, and that's sort of the bonds that were that was created off of all this. And and by the way, the root of all of it is just like busting each other's chops. You know what I mean? And, and trolling each other, bringing us closer because of it. You know,
1: for sure. And I, I value that. I think more as I get older, because I think. I don't know if I just like took friendships for granted, but you're in like high school and college and you always think you'd have more friends, like my like real core friend. I have some other friends as well, but it's the three guys that I lived in a house with when I was 18 that I played ball with We're we still, those are like my brothers and then it's you three too, because, and I think like one reason, like my college roommates and teammates, we bonded so much is because football was hard and we're going to college and it was, you know, hard. It's not easy. If it was easy, I don't know if there'd be that same level of kinship, And very similarly with the three, you know, four of us, um, the fact that we had to work so hard and there were days of frustration and days of like feeling like this is never going to get off the ground. Like it's, it's easy to look back now, six years later and say like, this has been great. What a journey. But remembering at the time to look back at mid 2014, the amount of frustration there was trying to figure it out. Like it was, it was a difficult process. So I really feel like that forged the bond between all four of us is going through all the ups and downs and testing our loyalties. And, and, you know, like that's, I think that really strengthened our, our, our brotherhood.
4: Uh, yeah. If it was, e- I totally agree. If it was easy, I don't think we would have been uh, forged under the fire and as close for sure.
2: But as you said, thinking back to how things had been and feeling the moments of frustration, like uh, the fact that, the four of us were able to come together. This is kind of the thing that always always kept me going, was like, no matter how mad I would get, like, so if Mike would do something and he'd get some information or have to come and break something to us that this didn't work or nobody liked this or that, the level of frustration, no matter how mad I got, I knew that I wouldn't boil over the edge because I had you three. At least one of the four of us is going to calm the other ones down and have like a logical thing to say. And if I didn't have that, I would have lost my mind so many times because there were so many things that that we tried and didn't work or tried and people didn't want to listen to. And so I think stuff like that, just being able to trust other people in your in your close-knit group that you have to the point where you know they'll always Keep you in check so that you can keep your eyes on your actual goal and not get sidetracked from it. Is that's, I think that's the, the main reason that we are as close as we are because we are able to do that for each other.
4: I totally agree with that.
2: I guess I was the worst example of
1: losing my cool. Even though it's not, <laughs> even, it's not even a big thing, but we have just talked Always about it so many day. times. uh But I we were outside. We got some bad news, and I remember kicking. And it's not even like a a big recycling bin. I think it was like a cardboard recycling bin.
2: It was real flimsy. Dude, it, was it, was plastic. Like, it was plastic. It
4: was the size of me, great. it was like my height.
2: If this was a regular, like a, a a trash can that you would have like outside the side of your house.
4: Was it? It, it might was, have like, been wheels. an oil drum. <laughs>
2: I think it was three fourths full. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, all over the place <laughs>
1: but all it was was we got some bad news and I just out of pent-up frustration I ended up kicking it and it just tumbled away but we've talked oh, about this like I broke uh, like I
4: tumbled away I think you, you cracked sl- the cement you, of the arena <laughs> yeah, you cracked right.
0: it or like backhanded it it like twirled over like four or five times and then took off like the you you got in it bro it yes. just, yeah
4: I remember in that moment, the only time in two years, in that moment, my internal monologue was like, yeah, I just don't think I'm gonna tell him anything anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a legit home run. And the fact that you were so angry, but like you weren't weren't trying to put effort into like attacking this thing or throwing it or doing anything, but the fact that you did it, yeah, so nonchalantly and it went so far, that immediately terrified me.
0: Oh yeah. There have been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I realize E, like, E's real laid back. You know what I'm saying? Real non-confrontational. A lot of times people will try to, like, mess with E because they know he won't do anything back. But every now and then, like, he'll jump at you. You know what I'm saying? When he hit that <laughs> barrel was one of them. I was like, oh, yeah. He, those <laughs> muscles are real, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. The time I think Woods, like, you were messing with them like, so, like, all day or something. And then he, like, lunged over and like, just the Oh, quick, he tried to put me through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll I will never play that game with E. Nah, I won't even I won't even I didn't forget
1: about that. I no did, uh, no yeah. Sir. I've I've worked on myself now, like I've like I said many times, I meditate now, so uh, I'm working on that part of me, but uh, yeah, you know, it was and a- now
4: you know, now you know why I felt so protected in that moment at the fast food restaurant where I was like, I'm with E. Who wants to try me? Who wants uh-huh. to try me? So they usually it usually happens because of E-strength. When we're together, like on the street in LA at a restaurant, I turn into Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, where I'm like, who wants what? Who wants what? Who wants, who wants to mention me now? You want to test me? Yeah.
2: You want know to <laughs> <a glad> me? <laughs> if you're going to shoot at the king, you better make sure you got E first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so one thing, this is a huge sidetrack, but I think it's one thing that definitely lets us have a little bit more insight on you as a human. So everybody that has been listening to this podcast or seen us on up, up, down, down on YouTube, go subscribe now. um, They kind of know that each of us have like our our own quirks. You know, we are interested in certain things. Yours that we found out is that you have an obsession with a certain character that I would have never guessed. And that character is Pee Wee Herman.
4: Oh, man, I love him. You know what? (laughs) I'll tell you this. So I grew up a wrestling fan, saw a lot of the, the, my childhood heroes at WWE, had a few cool internships, Conan O'Brien, Robert De Niro's company, where I saw a lot of actors I grew up watching. I don't really get starstruck, right? Maybe Bret Hart, different scenario. I don't get starstruck. Pee Wee Herman, though, I'll tell you this story. My uncle is a cinematographer and a photographer. He really, he released, he released this photography book. He had a bunch of celebrities at the, at his book party, Mickey Rourke, a bunch of big names. And on the guest list, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's supposed to show up. I hear the woman that's like checking people in, talk about Pee Wee Herman should be here in 15 minutes. I'm with my fiance. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like sweating. I'm like, all right, I have two options. I either make this professional and I try to pitch how I want to write a dark version of a Pee Wee Herman movie or... <laughs> or I keep it personal and I try to like create a friendship so I can have coffee with Pee Wee once in a while. The whole entire party, right? Whole entire party. I'm like looking around my shoulder, looking around. Oh my God, that's him. That's him. I look, it's not him. It's not him. <laughs> never shows up. He never shows up. <laughs> and as you just said, I love Pee Wee Herman, man. Like, I love him the whole time. My heart is pounding through my chest. I'm finally going to meet him. Years of just fanboying over him. Finally gonna meet him. He knows shows. (laughs) At that moment, I was like, you know what? Brett's my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. Just like that.
1: I told you. He he came to FCW, right? Yeah, I've told you this many times. Yeah. Really? I think it was friends with Sandow. Were you there, Woods? Yeah, yeah. Friends
4: with Sandow. Okay, uh, he's friends with Sandow
1: And Briley. Yes, and Briley. And he just randomly, I think it was an FCW TV day, maybe Thursday possibly.
2: He'd come every once in a while and watch the shows. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, really? uh, and then and then I heard years later, uh, a few of the boys I ended up like talking. He would send them Christmas cards every year. Yes. He, said, oh, he sent he sent my uncle
4: a Christmas card, and my and my uncle gave it to me, even though it's not addressed to me. <laughs> <So laughs> the <It's> closest, <laughs> look, <it's> closest <laughs> I'll ever get. The closest I'll ever get to like Pee Wee Herman. Like oh, like no. I look. Bret Hart. I you know Bret Hart signed the wrestling figure that I played with as a kid. Pee Wee Herman. Elusive, like you would just never think <laughs> it. <but> slip <laughs> slip yeah. through my fingers constantly.
1: Pee Wee scared me as a kid. He scared you. You were scared of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, it's weird, man.
0: The Beca the chair, the talks or whatnot, Great, like a high, yeah. yeah. Beca- like a high. Hi, oh, yeah. yeah. Like a- you guys, you guys have seen the picture of uh, Mike because you you were Pee Wee Herman for Halloween one time, right?
3: So Damn when you talk was. about
0: like photo- <laughs> <laughs> When I take the picture uh, and photoshop your face into it, I think it's the one from you in the <laughs> Pee Wee Herman costume. But like you look <laughs> at legit- it's like the full out costume. You got the
4: hair slicked back and everything, face shaven, clean, like Yeah, my mom made that costume. It was just a gray suit and both <laughs> bow tie. But- dude, it's just like and look, tell me right now you wouldn't want to see a Pee Wee Herman movie for twenty twenty. Like Pee Wee Herman meets it? the Joker. Like, oh I my mean, God, oh, I want it.
2: That would be sick. Ooh.
4: I want in on that movie.
2: Or is it Pee Wee Herman is the Joker?
4: There you go. There you go. Uh, I
0: mean, you're a writer. If anyone can make it happen, it's you.
4: Well, Pee Wee no showed my uncle's party, so I guess I'm not. <laughs> so,
2: so Brett Bret Hart is the Joker?
4: On... Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wait, Brett Hart so, is, I, is the
2: Joker? Is the Joker. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Putting Batman in
4: sharpshooters. <laughs> when I met, I'll tell you this when I met Brett, I met him before WWE. I wanted to develop his book, which is a really cool book, into a TV show. And very long story short, I guess he had my email from a letter I wrote him when I was a kid. Somehow my email got into his address book. He sent me an email about something, I think by mistake. I wrote back. I was like, I want to develop your book into a TV show. This is before I worked at WWE. He's like, I'll be in Anaheim. If you want to meet at the Anaheim Hotel in the lobby, we could talk about it. At this point, I'm like, oh, man, it's totally a prank. It's got to be a prank. But all right, I'll meet you put my wrestling figure in my bag. Cause I'm like, if he could sign the figure I played with, how awesome would that be? Right. Put it in my bag, go to the hotel. I'm in the hotel and I'm looking around and I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely on a prank show. Like I can't, I gotta make sure I don't pick my nose or do anything. There's
3: definitely, <laughs>
4: there's definitely cameras on me right now. Bret Hart walks in. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like really accidentally emailed me. He walks in. He's like, are you Mike? We sit down. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Talking about the book, talking about the book, but in the back of my head the whole time, I'm like, I got to get him to sign this wrestling figure, but how do I do it? You know? So he's talking, I'm asking, I'm telling him my favorite match ever, Brett Piper. I'm getting him to talk about it. And I go, you know what? So funny. Like my mom was like, you should bring your wrestling figure to get (laughs) Brett to sign it. I'm like, mom, I'm going to be professional. It's a meeting. Like, come on. Brett's like, Oh, I would have signed the figure for you. I'm like, great. I brought it right here. (laughs) 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 And he signed it. And then I will say, like, probably my third favorite moment of working at WWE, the first being you guys winning the titles, the second being handing Woods that that mic for that first sort of official New Day promo, the third being working on a Bret Hart promo in Montreal where he's, like, pointing out all the things that happened, you know, and, and it was just like, when they say, don't meet your heroes, in some cases, if you meet them, it's like, oh, wow, he's even better, you know? And then I remember Road Dog telling HBK, you know what? This guy, he's a Brett guy. I'm just <laughs> letting you know he's a Brett guy. Like, and H- to HBK's credit, he's like, look, we all have our guys. My guy's Flair. Everyone has, you know, everyone has a guy. So that's all to say, Pee Wee Herman, move aside because Brett's driving driver. <laughs> oh,
1: Uh, I will say Brett's got to be the nicest legend. I'd have to
2: think about it, but he's definitely up there. One of the nicest legends I ever met. Yeah, definitely. He's a man. Uh, So lastly, I I feel like this has been, I don't know, hinted at the whole time, this whole relationship between you and Kofi. (laughs) You guys have a certain history where you have bet things before.
4: Yep, he's made the worst bet (laughs) in the history of humanity, but go on. I was wondering if,
2: if you wouldn't mind explaining that scenario to the to the people, to the listeners.
4: Sure. I'll tell you my story about that, but I know Kofi's going to have another one about him cheating in Street Fighter. Here's my story. I just, think about this. just think about this from a statistical standpoint. Kofi bet me. Actually, so you know what? I, well, it's on my Instagram. I'll pull it off. I don't remember the exact language, but Kofi bet me the New York Giants will not win a Super Bowl before 2050. Now, I just want you to think about that. They will not win a Super Bowl between before 2050. And if they do, He will get on live television, Instagram, whatever, for two minutes, talk about why Michael Nortarelli is the greatest person to ever exist. Now, I just want you to think about that. 2050? 2050? Like, the chances of a big sports team, a big market sports team winning before 2050, the odds are not in your favor. And by the way, 2051, I might be dead by that point, so you lose the bet anyway. (laughs) Just why do you make that bet? I think on the flip side... By 2051, if the Giants haven't won, I have to say something publicly about why Kofi's the greatest. That's right. But again, I'm an old man. No one's tuning in to me. Oh at that no, I'ma
0: tune in. I'ma. Oh, I'll tune
4: in. <laughs> it might be an. It might be an audience
0: of one. I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll grab the kids, grab the grandkids. We'll all sit around, get some popcorn, and be like, "Hey, listen to this speech here." Yeah.
4: For real, Kofi. I will say, like you know, Kofi loses most of our bets. We do fantasy football. He always comes in last every year. That That's, not true. New York That's not true. Giants That's not true at all. I wish I was, I was trying to save his pride a little bit. I I remember Goldeneye. He didn't get one kill on me. I massacred him when we played in my apartment. Massacred sir, him. Sir. There was one bet that we made in, in Street Fighter. I think Kofi's friend from high school was there. I felt a little bad. Like, I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to embarrass him in front of his friend. So it was like, if Kofi beats me in best of seven, I'll wear a Red Sox shirt because I'm obviously not a Red Sox fan. Big deal. Like, you got to throw him a bone once in a while. You got to throw, throw a somebody bone. a bone. Throw him a bone. You yeah, that,
0: that threw a bone? Okay. Go at ahead. that I'm point, sorry, I
4: still didn't think Kofi cared about me. So I was like, I got to earn some points. You <laughs> know what <laughs> I mean? Now, <laughs> after his promo today, I know he cares about me. I don't got to go easy on him
0: <anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't touch me in that, Mike. You couldn't touch me in Street Fighter when it came down to it. You couldn't touch me. And uh, probably, like I said, man, the sweetest picture of you next to the Pee Wee Herman picture, of course, is uh, you in that Red Sox jersey. Uh, for some reason, I don't know, um, the one that you uh, sent to me is you like not smiling. I think that I you- I look are, exhausted. Just, I have like yeah. hands under my it's, eyes. I look horrible. It's almost like it was painful for you to put on uh the what, the jersey of one of the greatest franchises in the history of, of sports. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? But uh it, it is one of my favorite pictures you got, of you. You and got I.
4: the Yankees, you got Iowa, but yeah, okay, Red Sox, sure. <laughs> you me I'll
3: take it. This. I'll take it. <laughs> 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 earn those
0: points. I got earn those points.
4: Earn those I
0: <laughs> like this. It's a great, it's a great picture. You know, and even if uh, by (laughs) some slim chance, some slim chance in hell, you know, that the uh, Giants end up winning the Super Bowl before 2050, which they most likely will not. You know, Uh, it's it's all been worth it for that one bet that we made you to have to wear that Red Sox jersey, because even as I make that speech. I will have a picture of you in that Red Sox jersey as I'm looking at that. And it will still bring me, it'll overcome, it'll supersede the 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 pain that I'll have to make, you know, the pain that I'm feeling when I have to make that speech. You know what I'm saying? So I mean continue. we can make
4: another bet if you really want to talk turkey about in Goldeneye, if you wanna to step to the champ. We can make a bet, oh,
2: another
0: life. bet right here, right now. Is well, I, I mean, do that? Can you play it online? I, you know, yeah, I, don't know the yeah, I can set that, that.
2: that. up. <laughs> I was actually, uh, I was actually going to surprise you won, yeah. I feel like have you have
0: to want. be like a, a plethora of games. You know, people don't want to just see GoldenEye. You know what I'm saying? Like only GoldenEye. Like what? it's cool. It's a it's a cool game. It's a cool game, Mike. It's a cool uh, game. Yes it's cool. no? I'm it's sorry. Cool. I
4: think my headset's not I working. Like Is
0: that a yes or no? Like a plethora of games, not just one. You know what I mean? Let's find out. Like who the better gamer is through a plethora and a barrage of games, you know, a variety of games. Not just one. You know, you're good at shooting games. I mean, that's cool. How are you at fighting games? How are you at Mortal Kombat? We already know I wax you. How are you at Street Fighter? We already know I wax you. Madden, wax. You know, UFC, waxed at the bar. You remember that 10 times straight. We talk about the Shelton 20, but let's talk about the Mikey <laughs> 10, you know? Let's talk about
4: that in LA, you know? Goldeneye, yes or no? Goldeneye, yes or no? If it's included
0: in the, in uh, a variety yes no. of games... If it's included, sir, if it's a, sir, give me just a me a second. Yes Mike, or no. Mike, Mike, let me speak, one Mike. Word, yes Hold or no. on, sir, sir. My, it's more it's more than one word. It's more than one word. You're it's a it's a pitch, and now here's the negotiation. We'll play Goldeneye if you play. Thank you. Let's okay, let's we'll play Goldeneye. Let's say uh seven, <laughs> let's get seven games. A true best nope. of seven series. Let's do oh, Goldeneye. Sir, I, you. I GoldenEye? played in Street Fighter, that's your sure. game. You don't want to We're be known as doing... a one-trick pony, bro. People going to know Mike Notorale. You know, you've been on the New Day podcast for crying out loud. Now everybody's going to be like, Mike Notorale, the gamer. Where what's he, what's he all about? And you're a one-trick pony? You just want to play? Yeah. Game, and that's the answer it. is yes. That's it? The answer it? is yes. No, Mike. You are, you are
4: more you're than a, jack a one-trick of all trades. pony. You're a jack of all trades. And I'm a master of one game.
0: You got a lot of tricks, Mike. You got a lot of tricks. And the world needs to know that variety. I'm not going to just have them know how good of a golden eye play you. I want to show them how good you are at Madden. I want to show them how good you are at Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and some games of your choosing. Well, uh, uh What? Uh, <laughs> Uno? You play Uno? Well, or Do we play nope. chess? We'll play chess on one of the games. We'll do seven games, Mike. Seven games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uno, dos, I'm tres, cuatro,
4: cinco, seis, siete. Seven games. I'm, I'm a man who can... What you great. say, Mike? Goldeneye. Mike, what do you say, Mike? <laughs> Give the Goldeneye. people what they want, Mike.
0: Give <laughs> them what they want. Show them that Mike noto is a true Jack of all trades. If his name wasn't Mike, it would be Jack, as in Jack of all trades. Show the people. That was
4: my bit. Don't take my bit. Your middle name is Jack, Mike. My middle Tell name is Oddjob. My middle name is Oddjob. Tell Mike.
2: <laughs> that's cheating.
4: No, I agree. No yes. Oddjob. No Barron Semeny. Yes. That's that, that's and No Barron Semeny.
0: And no and if we, many. If, and if we do play, I will have to be odd job and you have to be Jaws. And that, that's also just a little asterisk. You have to be Jaws and I have to be odd job. If we if we do play, I will be odd job, you'll be Jaws. I'll still, in addition to the other you. six games, in I'll addition still to the beat other you. Six.
4: I'll still beat you. You can be odd job. License to kill, You're I'll my, still beat you. Up to 20, no problem. Easy.
0: Easy. Very confident, Mike. Easy. So do you accept the challenge? Are you going to give the people what they want? Gold Listen eye. to the people, Mike. Gold Listen not. to the people. We're going to have what? audio. What? We're going to have We're gonna have we audio get you pipe what? in some crowd noise, Mike. But the people who are listening, noise, there's going to be some crowd noise to fire them up, Mike. Are you going to give them what they want? There it is right there. You hear them, Mike. You hear them, Mike. Give the people what they want. What would Bret Hart do, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> what would Bret Hart do, Mike? Are you the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be? So the people, Mike, in a series, a best of seven series. Seven games, one champion, you and me, Mike. We find out who the better gamer is, Mike. Tell the people, Mike. Give them what they want. What do you say,
4: Mike? I say my my headphones died and also Goldeneye.
0: Come on, Mike. Don't do your boys like that. Don't do the people like that, Mike. (laughs) Don't do the people like that, Mike.
2: The thing that I love the most about this podcast is the fact that before this, people, people didn't know the real Kofi Kingston. Now they see it. <laughs> I think that out of out of all the guests we've had on, I feel like this is a normal thing for Kofi to interact with our guests in this manner.
0: Yes, it's it's something, and, I, and what I'm glad that people are seeing is the trials and tribulations that I have to deal with in real life. Oh, wherever so I what? go, wherever I go, it's always heck. You know what it's kind of like? It's like curb your enthusiasm when Bill Buckner's walking down the streets and everyone's telling him that he sucks and they're hurling all these insults and epitaphs at him, you know, and, and for, for me, that's what it's, that's what it's like when I'm walking down the street and I show up to work and people like Mike want to harass me. People like Larry Heck want to harass me. Hey, you're people like Vega want to harass me. World Series for his team? The same Bill Buckner. He shouldn't have to endure that. He's a good man. He might have sure made a mistake. Going. Not sure where you're going with this, but go on people want to come in in my real life, my actual life and harass me throughout the day. And what do I do? I turn the other cheek. I turn the other I'm cheek, happy. right?
4: I'm happy for two reasons. It took us only an hour to get the real Kofi to come out.
0: Oh, not like this. My
4: and brother. number two, now not people like know this. what I had to endure in those barcades <laughs> for two years. And yet I still pitch for you. I still mm. pitch for you. Mm. And now also you can see <laughs> how E gets stunned into silence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much every time
0: that's pretty much how it goes that's pretty much how it goes you know it's all gravy
2: oh this is a this is a good healthy healthy male relationship yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it should, be, should be jokes with friends, <laughs> just joke with friends. yeah just, i'm better than you at this no you're not oh, no, i'm you're gonna not. argue <laughs> okay that's that's i think that's what I'm, most of my friendships are based off of. Yeah, that's it Mike, unfortunately, that's all the time that we got with you today. Is there anything that we didn't dive into that you need to be talking about? What do you want to tell them?
4: No, I don't think so. Um, but I think we covered everything. This was a blast, and and I think it's a microcosm of our relationship over those two years of us just talking about non-specific things and having fun with it. You know what I mean? And making it specific. But there's no sort of soapbox that I want to get onto. And I just think we had a blast, and hopefully, we cross over again with um the show that I'm writing for on Fox and SmackDown on Fox. And hopefully there's some sort of crossover to be had very soon, you know, and that's it. Otherwise, until you guys come to LA again, or until we could travel again, like, and I look for, and I, all I could say is I just, I wish Kofi wouldn't just blast noise into the room. <laughs> <and just be laughs> the golden Instead, he just does the thing where he diverts and he shoots and he hopes one of the bullets hits. This, the challenge will always bullets. remain. I'm not. A, I'm not a master of Street Fighter in those games. I'm a master in GoldenEye. If you want to take that up, the challenge will always be yours, my friend.
0: I just don't. I just don't think there's an interest there, Mike. You know, there's just not. Uh, nobody wants to see us play GoldenEye. What's, what's, got a ga- what's got a gaming channel to run? We want to get views. You know, we want to get hits. We want to get uh, viewership. And I feel like if we make this into a thing, a series, Mike, you write for an episodic program, sir. You know episodes you know we can't get a, multiple so episodes definitely. out of. we can't <laughs> get a we can't get a lot of content out of just one gold, one game of goldeneye come on mike let's stress this out longevity All right. mike. okay
4: okay then you then here's the thing you pick three games i pick four done any four games i want Ooh. any three games you want Done. because i'll tell you this Ooh. you come at me in no mercy and 64 you're done. Oh, no. And yes, oh, I have man, a custom Bret Hart. Stop you're done. Stole that out.
0: Done. Stop that. That's biting off more than you can chew. Your mouth too full on that one, Mike. You gonna choke, Mike. You <laughs> going <he gonna laughs> stop that, Mike. No you gonna choke. You gonna choke. You gonna choke on your food, Four Mike. Come three. on, Mike. Four and Four three. Got it. It's on, Mike. Oh, I whoa. accept. I accept. All oh, right. oh, yeah. See what you didn't see. What you guys didn't see is Mike almost fell out of his chair. He had to catch himself because he didn't oh, accept. He didn't relieved. expect me to accept. I was leaning back to Oh, no, he accepted. That me? Was <laughs> <relieved>. <laughs> what? Oh, now no, no. now you got now. We got the boys scrambling. Now we got the boys scrambling trying to find four games. No, I the, to find no four games. the, the noise. No mercy. Don't don't throw no mercy in there, Mike. That's a mistake. you, I, you, no, you won't take me in no mercy. You won't take me no mercy. Mike, that's one for me. No. Oh, no, that's guaranteed. Right. Don't guaranteed. worry, guaranteed. you got you got it. You, this is a game. strategy, bro. Tony you Hawk got four Rose games. Two. Okay, Tony Hawk. We played the other day on Woods' channel. I, <laughs> I might have to. I might have to practice on that. But you um, got four games. Like, don't waste one of them on no mercy. Don't make no one, of them. Don't waste one of them on no mercy, bro. You got. Come on, man. Ah, triple play, triple shaking. play. 96. He's rocking. He's rocking back and forth in his seat. He's got his hands crossed like he's a fiend. Like he's fiending <laughs> over here. Oh, what have I done? Oh, what am I doing? Dude, literally like, like Nick Foley, like Nick, where like mankind, <laughs> mankind.
4: <laughs> oh, myself in the head. Oh, no, I don't know where what was you're this doing out there. Ago? You done lost.
0: You don't lost yourself. Where
4: was this thirty minutes ago? You don't lost yourself,
0: Mike.
2: Well. That is what it's like <laughs> to be friends with one him. Kofi Kingston.
0: <laughs> you seen this man? Agree.
2: We, we will most likely. We will most likely do this missing. on uh, up, up, down, down on the YouTube. That's so go ahead I mean. and go s- subscribe now, just so you won't miss it. Hit the bell notification, all that good stuff. Uh, Mikey, where can they find you on social media?
4: I think my Instagram name is. I think it's just Michael Notarelli. M I C H A E L N O T A R I L E. Did I almost forget how to spell my last name? <laughs> yeah,
2: it sounded like it. We'll have a link for it in the description. We'll have a link for
1: it in the description. You're at MV Notorally on Instagram. I mean, on
2: Twitter.
4: No, I don't really use Twitter. I forget what my Instagram is, but you'll link it. It'll be good. And then (laughs) then you guys can just just watch The Resident.
2: There we go. Support your boy.
4: Yeah, cool.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you guys for
4: having me. I appreciate it. This was a blast.
2: We miss and love you.
4: We do. We got to have a reunion. We got to have a professional reunion soon in some capacity. WWE, movies, I don't know. We'll do something.
2: Yes, sir one hundred percent ladies and gentlemen thank you all for listening make sure that you're telling your friends how to download this podcast tell them to go and get it wherever they listen to their podcast type in the new day click the pink picture with the three black guys faces on it even if you can't stand us just click it it's an automatic download for your boys you can delete it tuesday morning it helps us out oh also go get the shirt new podcast shirt Pick it up and use the hashtag new day pod to stay in the conversation on social. So we can hear about what you like, what you didn't like, uh, and, and why, why you're spreading the love of the podcast to all your friends. Tell us what you, what you really need from it until next time. Mm -hmm. See you Mm -hmm. later. We'll we'll hear us later. Yep. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.